Hi guys, my name is Macy Mincy. I'm a wife, a mother, a serial entrepreneur, passionate about investing and working with women and people of color, and your host on the Only Moms podcast. After co-founding a winery and creating our first brand, Mom Juice, our community of badass, witty moms wanted a place to get real. We want to keep things exciting and fresh. The Only Moms podcast will be dropping different types of shows, co-hosted episodes, specialty interviews, and even roundtable discussions. Let's break down the complexities of motherhood and share a glass of wine while doing it. Cheers. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another Only Moms episode. Today, we have Linda Fruits on the podcast. Linda is the creator behind the brand Fruit of Motherhood and the author of The Mom Life, which I just listened to on audio, and it was amazing. She's also a mother of three, and she resides in Florida with her children, her girlfriend, and her ex-husband. So it's interesting because I like to say our mom juice red blend is the master blend, but I do think that your blended family is giving us a run for our money. <laughs> oh, that's okay. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. That was one hell of an introduction. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, I already was gushing earlier about how ecstatic I am that you were able to join us. Your story is so fascinating to, I think, to the general public, right? Just how you're so bold about what you're doing. But as a mother of four, I think that the vulnerability that it takes to be on the journey, that like overcome the, com- even the conversations that you had, like that's where I want to dive in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all in. <laughs> oh, Well, before we get going, why don't you tell everyone what you're sipping on today from our mom juice collection? So this is the red wine blend, California 2020, which ironically is when my second son was born. It's his birth year. (laughs) Cheers to him. So tell me how you like it. Go ahead and give it a swig and then we'll cheers before we get going. Honestly, I don't know if you know this, but red blends are like my jam. I'm like, that is what I go for. And so I love it. It's really wonderful. Oh, thank you. It's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. It's an easy one to drink. Which is perfect for like cooking dinner and yelling at the same time. You know how that goes. Bound to happen. Yeah. <laughs> In either of our households. Yeah. Well, cheers to motherhood and cheers to getting this podcast started. Cheers. All right. So I've got some questions. You know, I listened to your book and it really talked about your postpartum journey. Um, there's so many things that I wanted to hit on, but I really want to start with where you found the strength to just be yourself and have these conversations with your now ex-husband. I just remember at one point that it wasn't going away. It became all I thought about all the time. And so much so that I was talking about it with my friends and they're like, okay, are you going to come out of the closet or not? And at that point I didn't really like, I was just like, yeah, all women like women. Right. And, And so at that point I was like, okay, I feel like I'm hiding something from him and I'm not a kind of like sneaky person. I'm not very good at that. I, I I have a hard time keeping a single thought to myself. So that spilled over into my courage of coming out, you know, because I needed to be myself. I feel I started to actually develop like almost anxiety surrounding it. Just like, you know, feeling like I needed to, it needed to come out. (laughs) Right. 
So when you say you were having these thoughts, you were having these thoughts about, you know, like, I feel like I'm a lesbian. And actually, it was really funny. I would send these videos to like my best friend and um, I'd be like, she's hot, right? Like, it's not just me. And she'd be like, yeah. And I'd like carry on with my life. Right. And then I do it again and I would do it again. And then I would tell her like, you know, I don't know like what it is. Like, I don't know why this is happening. You know, like, like, I don't know, you know, and then of course I already was struggling with, um, like being intimate with my husband for like a long time. And this journey of self-discovery actually stemmed from that. I was so curious as to why was being intimate so easy for so many people besides me and why? And I was like, do I need an open marriage? Do I need to like, you know, I didn't know what to do. I tried all the things to try to like make me increase my libido, you know, so to speak. Um, I did all the things. I started working out. I put my kids in daycare. I started working again. I started going out. Like I just checked off all the boxes and I'm like, okay, still no. And so I was like, okay, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, at the time. And then I started having these, these questions started bubbling up. That's when I started messaging like my best friend. And she's like, are you going to come out of the closet or not? And I'm like, she just called you out like that. Yeah. We've been best friends my whole life, you know? And like, I will say that when we were drinking and stuff, we would make out. Right. And then, but like, it wasn't the same, right. It's different uh, feelings. Like I just looking back, there's a lot of signs that I missed, but you know, yeah. And so that was the start. <laughs> well, and I don't know your age, but I definitely know that back, assuming if we were the same age, when we were growing up, it wasn't as open to just say, hey, I'm 18 years old and I'm deciding that I like girls. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any point of reference of anyone around me, and especially where I grew up, yeah. which is a very like small town in South Florida. You know, I didn't live in Miami. I lived close to it, but I wasn't exposed. I was too young to drive, you know, all those things. I remember like playing all those games, uh, going to high school parties and, you know, like spin the bottle. And I was hoping that it would land on a girl. And I'm like, still like it never clicked for me. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So before coming out of the closet, you know, you mentioned that you had made out with women before, which I think that that also too can doesn't mean that you're just you're a lesbian right I think that we all go through like oh I got drunk and made out with my friend and (laughs) but did you have like sexual relationships with girls prior to getting married uh no 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 okay so I didn't have any like experience so that's why like me just seeing these tiktoks online and me sending them to my friend I'm like something I'm being aware of in my own self. And because I started like diving into why can't I sleep with my husband, everything just kind of felt like it was like falling into place. Was the sex with your husband prior to this moment, like making babies? Was it enjoyable? Was it? It was, um, we would try to schedule it. I would try to drink. I I just, I like, and this sounds so terrible, but you know, like looking back, I literally was like, just like almost forcing myself to do it, you know? And I'm like, I would make jokes about it online as well. And everyone would kind of like chime in, you know, and like say me too. And I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. Yeah. Like I've heard obviously when people are together a while that like their sex life kind of sometimes has a little dip here and there. And so I kept, I would make jokes about it and I didn't want them to touch me and everyone's like, right on. And I'm like, okay, so it's normal. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Toxic culture is normal. We don't want our spouses to touch us. Right. Yeah. And like, okay. Like for, so that kept me going for a little while. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So you started having anxiety thinking about it and how did this conversation go? Was this, cause I know when, even when I'm in an argument, argument with my husband, if we don't have time to hash it out in the moment, I'm sitting there imagining the conversation over and over. Like I replay that shit. So did you have something planned? Did it go as planned? Tell me about that. So I knew um, that obviously at this point I was identifying as bisexual. I was like, okay, this must be what it is. And I, as a person who, like I said, can't keep anything to myself. And I like to make light of everything. I like to laugh about it. I was like, okay, I need to tell him. So now I can send these funny TikToks to him, you know, and it can be our joke. And I knew that we were going to have this whole day together, this one day. Um, And I wanted to tell him in the morning so we could have all day to like hash it out. And so that morning I was like super nervous, um, obviously. And I'm like following him around the house, like a puppy, like just trying to get the words out of my mouth. Like I'm so serious. And I almost couldn't. And then finally he closes himself in the bathroom, like, and locks the door. And I was like, I was like, I have to talk to you. (laughs) And he's like, now, (laughs) I know, right. And so he like opens the door. He's like, butt naked. I like take a sheet out of the closet and I like drape it over his shoulders. I'm like, I have to tell you something. (laughs) And, um, at the time I was like, I think I'm bisexual. You know, I don't want anything to change with our family. I love our family. I love all of you. I love our life. And, you know, it was a scary moment. And actually I started crying. Like, of course it was, but I was not expecting it to be so emotionally driven. I started telling him and just bawling. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm not like a big crier unless if I'm laughing too hard, then all of a sudden I can't stop crying. But you know, so it was like kind of a very emotionally charged conversation. And almost right off the bat, he was just like, well, you know, he's obviously dated women who are bisexual. It wasn't really like earth um, shattering for him. It was just more of us like having this conversation and trying to move forward. And even at the time he was like, I don't want you to live like your whole life without experiencing that. And so, you know, I went from being like the coolest wife, right. (laughs) To like his possible, maybe threesome to like, not. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's, let's just drink for a second. To your conversation here. I love his response though. Do you think that his response was so open and whatnot because he, a part of him saw it coming? Do you think he saw that in you? Like he, because oh, we've, we've talked about it a lot, you know, not that it was like a shock, right? Because we were obviously struggling with being intimate, like that desire and that kind of like attraction it just was never really there for me. Like that rush, you know, just that, that feeling. And so I just thought it was me. He actually thought maybe at some point, maybe I was asexual and I was like, well, maybe I am. I don't know. (laughs) You know? And (laughs) also he was raised like very liberal just in general. So he was like, it's okay. You know, like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love the approach that he took, right? Because it could have went so many other ways. Oh yeah. I also think that him being completely naked, sometimes (laughs) I tell my girlfriends because one time I was in a heated argument with my husband. And sometimes when we know that we're not getting along, 
we get in the shower and talk about it because some, something about being completely naked and all the way vulnerable like, and you're not as mad and it's just more intimate. And so I almost like the fact that he was naked and you covered him with the sheet. So maybe, you know, it, I was vulnerable in some way and so was he. So maybe that's why he was like so receptive or, you know, I could, I totally see where you're going with that. Yeah. Okay. So you spill the beans. What? are the next steps as far as you guys figuring it out to the point of telling the children? So actually I still was having said anxiety. Um, it's been like a week, right? We're trying to carry on with our lives and I still felt like unsettled. Um, I felt like I wasn't finished understanding my truth. And, you know, looking back, it's, that's obvious that that's what those feelings were. I felt better, but not great. And so I started just really thinking about every relationship I have ever been in and realizing that every single one of them ends up the same way. Like I cannot be intimate with them. I lose that interest, that desire. And like, you know, I'm a young woman. Like I should have some, you know, at least when I'm ovulating, right? Desire, like it's chemically appropriate for like someone who's not asexual, whatever, you know? to want some something. And so I quickly realized that um, it had nothing to do with them. I kept dating new people. Like we'd break up after like I couldn't have sex with them anymore. And also, you know, when a relationship is new, you tend to like go out a lot and like you're with friends, like this kind of like that really light honeymoon phase, you know, I could, as soon as that was over it, I, I could no longer be intimate. It was over. And so Again, here I am again with uh, going through the same thing, except I really wanted kids. And so we had kids. And so I thought maybe it was the kids. And, you know, yeah, I just realized that I did not want to have sex with men at all, ever again, you know, because I've tried for 30, well, however many years, right? I love that you dug so deep to go back on that, because one thing that you talked about in your book is that... Y- you know, some of us after in your postpartum phase, you don't want to be touched by your partner. You, know, you don't want to have sex. You don't feel good in your new skin or whatever that means. And so I feel like you could have went so long with saying, oh, this is a postpartum thing and not digging as deep and going back as far and looking at that track record to identify this within yourself. Yeah, because I kept blaming everyone else. You know, I was like, it's everyone else who's the problem. And at some point, I honestly was blaming Christopher. I'm like, it's your fault. Why? I don't want to be intimate. You don't give me what I need. Yeah. We started talking about love languages and we would spend all the quality time together and it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. You know? Wow. Did you guys, so you, when you told him, you knew in that moment, I don't want to have sex with men anymore. So it wasn't like, let's go on this, let's explore this journey together. Let's try some threesomes. It was like, now it's women. Yeah. It was, it was like a a week later. And I was like, I think I need to tell you something else. (laughs) And at that point, you know, once the dust settled, he understood he could see, he was like, obviously we've struggled with that and it all makes sense now. And, you know, at that point we were like, okay, you know, we don't necessarily want to like have the typical divorce, like everything. The only problem was like our intimacy, you know? And so we were great friends. Actually we started as best friends and that's why I was like, okay, yeah, I can marry him and have kids with him. <laughs> you know, everyone tells you to marry your best friend. Right. So I was like, okay, check. And, um, 
you know, we wanted to keep doing this parenting thing together because our kids, obviously, you know, we have a good relationship and we wanted to be with our kids every day. And so we decided to stay in the same house together. He moved into the other side of the house. So he has his own head, like headquarters and I have mine. <laughs> and that's how we can, that we continued life for quite some time and still are. He's still right. here. So, and you have a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-month-old. Yeah. Yes, we do. He's, so cute. All of them. Oh my gosh. Okay. Give me the names of everyone. So Elliot is five. Owen is three and Arlo is three months. All boys. All boys. And it's funny, Maddie's pregnancy, the Arlo, um, we didn't know the sex. We were waiting until he came out. Did you have um, Arlo selected as a boy or girl name or were you going to go with something else if Arlo we we thought it'd be super cute if it was a girl or a boy for Arlo I like that my I have a four-month-old and her name is Lyle Uh L-Y-L-E so a lot of people associate that with a with a male name and yeah I love it for me too I I really I remember like growing up I wanted like one of those names (laughs) yeah I know all right so the kids, everyone seems so happy, you know, and I only see the glimpse of what we get to see on the outside looking in, yeah. but everyone looks genuinely happy and in a great place. And I just, it's amazing how you and your ex-husband were able to put whatever emotions aside and focus on the children. Yeah. I mean, it's really important. Um, it's really easy also to get wrapped up in emotions, but it was really important to us to keep like our goal in mind, you know, the whole time and still do like, even, you know, it's not always easy. You know, we have our, still have our arguments like normal people do and we have to work through it. And it, it really, um, like if you get a divorce and you separate and you live in separate houses and you have no connects, right. You don't really unpack those problems that you had together. Like, the problems that Christopher and I had, like, or still have, or the disagreements, like, we still have to work on those all the time. Like, I'm still held accountable <laughs> for all of that. <laughs> Only moms, exactly where you want to be. That's the sound of wine in my glass, and me drinking it guilt-free, knowing that it's low in sugar. I don't have to worry about how it's made, or where it's made, or if the people who made it care about me. I know they do, because it was made by Mom Juice. This podcast is sponsored by Mom Juice. Use code ONLYMOMS to get 20% off all purchases at momjuicewine.com. Your low-sugar, gluten-free, and vegan solution to tasty wine without all the BS. Made by two women of color. Not only is Mom Juice delicious, but it's better for you than the alternatives. So grab a glass or 16 bottles today at momjuicewine.com. See you at the shop cart and cheers. Yes. So your girlfriend's name is Maddie. Yes. How'd the two of you meet? So uh, we met on an app. It's called Her. It's a lesbian dating app. I had been on the apps for quite some time because when I first came out, again, Christopher was like, well, if you want to have a girlfriend on the side, like that would be fine with me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I'll download, like I literally downloaded the apps like a week after I came out and just like window shopping, so to speak. (laughs) And that's really what it is. Because if if you've been in a relationship for so long, you don't know how to go out and find someone. And you just came out as a lesbian. Like I've never dated a girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting, you know, and I just kept like, you know, let's say looking for my type, you know, and it wasn't that 
common. And so um, this day, I was supposed to go get a tattoo. My tattoo artist canceled on me. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going out tonight. I was like feeling it. You know, I'm like, I want to go have some fun. I'm ready. It's been maybe like four or five months at this point that I was just like, you know, single, focusing on myself, like whatever. And um, when I I saw Maddie and I matched that day, there was like barely any conversation. I'm like, do you want to go grab a drink tonight? And she's like, yeah, I get off work at seven. I'm like, okay, great. You pick the place. And that was like, that was it. Wow. She happened to pick the place right below my tattoo shop. It was an axe throwing place. I'm like, how bizarre. Like I get goosebumps still just thinking about it. And I'm like, of all, like, this is where I'm supposed to be today. You know, kind of like the universe keeps pushing me here. And so, you know, the reason why I was like, okay, I'm going to go out tonight is because I already knew I had like baby coverage. She was on the app for like a week during this, the free trial. Yeah, (laughs) She meets me. She always says that she feels like I was going to be like a catfish. Like I wasn't going to be who I was when she met me. Aww. That's really sweet. I know. That's whenever we tell the story, you know, together, she always says that. And uh, honestly, we just hit it off. I was not obviously looking for love, so to speak. I was just looking for someone to like get out there with and have, you know, like some fun, some experience. And, um, we kissed at the end of the night. I actually asked her if I could kiss her and I felt all the things that I had never felt before. Like just those fireworks. I used to hate romantic comedies because of how they portrayed first kisses. And I was like, Oh my God, it's real. That's wonderful. So at that point I was like, I went home with my jaw on the floor, you know, and I, again, still not trying to fall in love and be the only like second person I go on a date with, you know, but it just happened to be that way. And actually I went on a date with someone else, um, before I met Maddie and I kissed her and I didn't feel anything. And that's why our kiss to me was so special because had I kissed Maddie first, I would have thought every girl I kissed would feel like that. Yeah, that's incredible. Now, how long did you and Maddie date before you introduced her to your ex-husband? So um, we wanted to spend as much time. It was a very mutual magnetic attraction. And so I was spending a lot of time away from the house, you know, because like we weren't going to introduce our kids to anyone unless if we knew it was going to be serious kind of a thing. And so after like, two weeks. I know it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> um, we're like, okay, I don't want to miss my kids this much. Uh, I want to still be with Maddie. And, um, Christopher's work schedule is very like, uh, it's unpredictable. So in order to see her, he has to be home and the kids, it's just like a lot of moving parts. So we decided that it'd be easier for me just to introduce them. That way she can come over and it like solves all the problems. The first time they met, uh, Christopher said to me, he's like, I'm very nervous. I hope she likes me. And I was like, Oh, but then of course, Maddie literally said the same thing to me. She's like, I'm really nervous. I hope he likes me. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. And obviously Maddie knew about your living situation and whatnot prior to this. How did she take that? We talk about like, we do a lot of podcasts together and she always was like, okay, 
that's interesting. You know, she wasn't sure what that was going to really look like. Um, but she wasn't thrown off by it. And especially after she met him and just our relationship that we were building, she felt very comfortable. You know, she can see what we're doing and why. And even though she doesn't have kids, which is like, it really takes that kind of like mindset sometimes. Like you understand that the world is just bigger when you have kids. So yeah, she was like, I say that she was always like the puzzle piece that was supposed to be here. Like there's just no, she was always meant to be here. I used to have like these like, like daydreams about us all playing in our pool together, you know, as a family. And like, so the first time we did that, I was like, this is it. This is that feeling that I was like searching for. That's nice. That's really, it's, it's so heartwarming, you know? Yeah. It's really like, and again, like I was not looking for this. And I think that's just like the, the big piece, you know, is that I was just, we were taking it day by day always. And then like, after like a week, we're like, okay, this is like serious. Like what we feel together, our connection is like nothing she had ever felt, nothing I had ever felt. So, you know, she was a little nervous, obviously, like she's really the first girl that I had ever dated. And, you know, she was wondering if I needed to date more. And at one point she was like, do you want to go date more people? And I'm like, no, I mean, I've been dating my whole life. You know, it's just because like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I see her, you know, her concern as well. Cause it's the same. I was divorced and I had people say to me like, well, you were divorced within the last year. Are you sure you don't want to go date more people? And I needed to go date more people. That was a fact, right? <laughs> For me. Um, and, and I, in the moment I was like, no, I love this. Right. So oh, for sure. I get her concern. How was the introduction to the kids? Did you guys come right out and say like this is mommy's girlfriend yeah so at the time um the boys were like one and three right yeah and so the Elliot's the only one who really could like have the conversation with me you know I'm like do you want to know why mommy and daddy don't sleep in the same bed anymore and he's like no (laughs) (laughs) you know um I don't care, actually. Yeah, he's like, it's fine. There's more space for me now, so I don't care. But, you know, like, I have a therapist friend who was like, you have to give them the words so that way they don't come up with their own reasoning. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so we do a lot of, like, family check-ins, like, every month because I don't know what they remember and don't remember. And so we check in. We're like, who is Maddie to mommy? And we're like, you know, she's my girlfriend. I love her. I love my kids and we love Christopher. We're just friends now. We're not, you know, like we do, we do all these like little checkpoints of who means what to everyone. And, um, it's so funny. My oldest, he is more on the like slow to warm up to new people side of things. And when he met Maddie for the first time, he literally sat on her lap It was like playing with her ears. Like I have never seen him do that with meeting someone for the first time, like ever. And I'm like, that's like the sweetest thing. And Maddie's just like trying to talk to Christopher, you know, like have this like meaningful first conversation. And my son is in her lap, like messing with her. And I'm like, of course she thinks this is normal. Yeah. She has no idea, you know? And at that point I was like, okay, this is it. This is how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. Wow. Now I love the family check-ins. I think that's necessary even when the dynamic isn't crazy, you know? Oh yeah. Like all the time. Yeah. Even just with your spouse. Significant. Mm-hmm. I think that that's that's really important. Fat. Let's fast forward to the conversation of Christopher 
you know, obviously being the father of the new baby. Yeah. So on Maddie and I's second date, we, she told me that she wanted to be a mom. I'm like, okay, great. You can have one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like, yeah. She's like, no, I, I want to carry. I want to be a mom. I'm like, okay. Um, I was like, would it be weird if Christopher was like the sperm donor? You know, we thought about it and I'm like, no, that would be so cool. Our kids would be related. And this is like in a perfect world, you know, literally on our second date. <laughs> and um, six months later, she was still actively looking for a donor. Like we were, she was like trying to meet up with like friends or local people. You know, there's ways that you can do it just outside of like a doctor's office. And even just like looking online for sperm is very overwhelming. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I've never done that. But, you know, the sound of it, right? When you say she's meeting with friends and doing all of that, that sounds like such a process. For sure. And like, there was a couple people that it was a possibility. And then it just like, didn't really fizzle out. And so again, we were like, let's ask Christopher, like, I know that we talked about this. Um, you know, and we've now been together and we know that we're in love and we want to be together. So let's ask him. And so we did. He said he'll take some time to think about it and he would get back to us. And so two weeks later, you know, we're like, so did you think about it? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I want to do it. But he wants to be the father on the birth certificate. He wants to be the role. Right. I had so many questions about that, right? Like, is he playing in this fatherly role or? Yeah, just like the other two boys, um, you know, he loves being a father and that was the thing. He was going to be a part of this baby's life, whether, you know, we all live under one roof. So, you know, might as well be his, you know, and he, um, and he does, he plays a father role just like he does with the other two boys. And, um, you know, they're little, there's not much parenting going on. It's just like keeping alive stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. Yeah. Like the feeding and the sleeping and the pooping. Oh Yeah. So do you imagine Arlo calling Christopher dad? Yeah, uh, the the big boys, that's what they go by now. Is They call him Papa. Um, that's what he calls his dad. So that is what Arlo will call him. Um, Maddie and I discussed, like, the mommy thing, you know. we She wants to go by mommy because my kids call me mama. And so we assume that Arlo will also try to call me mama since that's what he hears. And yeah, we really think of it as like a three parenting job. That's perfect. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I have three hands over here, but I mean, one's my nanny, right? And yeah. absolutely necessary in the equation. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we had to work really hard to find her because it's not as trusting as Christopher where you already know he's a good dad. Exactly. He's like, he already knows all the things, all of the things that me are important to me. And he now knows all the things that are important to Maddie. You know, it's just like... A, it made the most sense. How was Maddie's pregnancy? How was it for you seeing, you know, being on the other side? Oh, yeah. I mean, there is so much. We could have a whole podcast episode about that alone because my experience in pregnancy, the first time I feel like moms are so happy to be pregnant, they don't realize that they don't enjoy being pregnant. <laughs> Some people do. I don't know. But I was not one of them. And so we run into people all the time when she was pregnant and they're, they're like, I've never felt sexier. And Maddie's just like, you know, or she's I like, I don't, I don't want to be pregnant anymore. I hate that comment. <laughs> I don't like what? But yeah. People like, I just, my favorite time in life was while I was pregnant. I'm like, I was so nauseous. I couldn't, 
thing. I know. I'm like, I ha- did not have the same experience, but of course I'm like, I was willing for her. I'm like, I hope you have a different experience, but I want you to know it's okay if you don't. <laughs> That's the whole thing, you know? I wanted us to be honest during her process so we can, you know, meet the needs that are unmet yeah. during that, you know? But her pregnancy went for me by pretty quickly and it was a breeze. It was, she had no complications. You know, we worked out up until like a month before she gave birth, like hardcore at the gym. And then we just did light core. <laughs> yeah. And then her birth was the most beautiful thing I have ever witnessed. Um, mm. So much so I was supposed to announce the sex of the baby. And I was so happy that both of them were here and okay. I forgot to announce the sex of the child. <laughs> well, hey. You were in the moment. Yeah. What things like, you know, you were with Christopher for quite some time. So yeah, as well. it doesn't, it doesn't sound like he was this horrible husband, right? From what no. you say. Like, yeah, no, he is were great. There, were there things from your pregnancy that he did for you that you knew you wanted to do for Maddie? Well, so he worked a lot. So I was pregnant and I was working. So that, you know, almost it's like goes by so quick. But the second time I was pregnant and I was a stay at home mom and I was like, miserable (laughs) because I had a toddler to watch and being pregnant as you know that's just the combination you don't get to nap whenever you want or lay on the couch all day so I really was going to make a priority of prioritizing like her needs you know whether it was a nap or it was to sit down you know like to calm down she would she's very go 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 personality and so I'm like no 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 like today we need to not do that I can see it in you. I can recognize it in you. I was just really trying to do, you know, more, more so what I might've needed, you know, like, because I can, you know, there's things that you can't really, it's my third time, you know, and it's not no testament to like Christopher's being my partner during that. It's just like, you don't know what you don't know. You know, you also talk a lot in your book about the differences between the mother and the father, right? Like the gender roles there and how it's just so, oh God, it's completely opposite. So I, and I have a great husband, you know, but I could not imagine having a woman as the supportive partner during a pregnancy. I mean, Maddie really hit the lottery with that one. (laughs) Hi guys. I want to take a moment to tell you about a product that has helped me romanticize my everyday coffee as if I really need it. Right. But this clear glass tumbler from the Janet Gwen collection is just absolutely stunning. Every time I use it, it gives me that daily dose of dopamine because it's really that pretty. If you want to elevate your coffee, this clear glass tumbler might be exactly what you need. And the best part, by purchasing this tumbler, you're supporting another woman-owned small business. Right now, you can get 10% off of your order using the code ONLYMOMS. So go head over to JanetGwen.com. That's J-A-N. E-T-G-W-E-N.com to learn more about this amazing product. And don't forget to use code only moms at checkout to get your special discount. Yeah. And I will do all the things for the baby too, but it's just like, I wanted to check in with her every day and, you know, do all the things just to make sure she was like, good, you know, like that really, because the moms need that. Oh my God. Babies are they, they don't need anything in the beginning besides like love and food and sleep. The mom, they need the mom to be on point, right? They need her to be taken care of because she's going to keep the baby 
where it needs to I know. be. And when did she, she didn't even know. Yeah, it was and all of her friends who have kids are like, Maddie, "You're so lucky." And she just has like no. And I met Maddie, you know, like, I'm like at the tail end. So even I actually after, changed you know, I was like my priority is to take care of you. Like once in there, but it was the bulk of it was like right when I my kids went to daycare. It almost like two years ago, over two years ago, I started hashed it out. I think, you know, the whole process after you finish it is kind of like also equally as lengthy to published and printed and selling. Okay. And when was it officially published? It was March because Maddie's due date was in May. So yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on that. I, I want to cheers you there because Thank you. there are some of the things that you've said in your book that the, the one thing that I keep repeating in my head is when you said the day you meet your baby is also the day you meet the new you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, me 100% and some, some of the, the women that I'm friends with, the girlfriends with, that we all just had babies. It's, we're trying to run the same race that we ran before the babies. And it's not, it's sometimes, some days it's not possible. <laughs> and then you're mad at yourself, <laughs> you know, very upset. Yeah. And that, that's the part. Um, that's the whole reason of the book. Cause I was so hard on myself with the first kid so hard, like struggle bus. And I wrote it simply because I wanted to be that voice that new moms need, you know, even seasoned moms, it doesn't matter. Like what point of your journey, it just says, if you're being too hard on yourself, like you need my book. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you went through postpartum depression? I definitely had uh, postpartum anxiety, like for sure. Um, and I know that those two things go hand in hand. But it was undiagnosed. <laughs> but later, I spoke to someone about it. And they're like, well, tell me how you felt. And, and she was a like a clinical therapist. And she was like, yeah, you had postpartum anxiety. I'm like, and I probably had a little bit of depression, too. Like, they literally just, for some reason, go hand in hand. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I just, I think that that's such an interesting topic that I, like, our generation with the internet is now, just now, feeling comfortable enough to talk about that women are allowed to have postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. And, you know, it's how we get through it together and not to put so much pressure on ourselves. So I love that you address all the, just the micro focus of us trying to be perfect all the time. Yeah. It was exhausting. It, <laughs> it was is. very exhausting. Yeah. Do you have any tips for moms that just gave birth first time or, you know, seasoned moms that helped pull you out of that anxiety? I would say that everything you thought you knew about yourself <laughs> and or what motherhood was going to look like, you have to be flexible with what it's actually going to look like. Um, and that's something that Maddie and I spent nine months like unpacking for her before the baby got here. And I think that it's hard to do that once you have said baby in your arms and you're just trying to be all the things all the time because you love that baby so much, you know, and you're just, you want to be perfect. Like that's just an, a testament of love, you know, and, but you don't have to be, that doesn't mean you don't love your baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kept telling her, I'm like, you have to be flexible because you don't, you haven't met your baby yet. And we don't know if they're going to love broccoli like you want them to love broccoli, you know, like. <laughs> so or do any of the things that you want them to do. Yeah, because it's not about us. And I think 
you know, once you like separate and it's so hard because, um, it took me a long time also to figure that out, but we like went through it together, you know, and I was like, you just have to be flexible with both of your capabilities for the rest of your lives together. Yeah. How is Maddie doing on her postpartum journey? So great. So great. Um, it's been so nice. Um, the support that she has, it's been really beautiful and actually some ways very healing to watch her go through this without the same pain points as I did. And it's kind of funny that I built a platform based on my struggles, so to speak, my own pain points and that she will not experience them. So she, she like will have, she has some idea of how lonely it could be, how hard it could be, but she just like, doesn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like love that for her, but it's, it's so funny. So like what I write sometimes, you know, she can't fully understand, which is totally fine. I don't want her to, (laughs) but it's ironic that like, here I am writing all the stuff and she's just like, well, I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah. That's that is hilarious. And is she breastfeeding? And we actually started breastfeeding. And then, um, again, I'm so like, whatever you want to do, we're going to do. And so yeah, we went to the pediatrician, the baby lost some weight and they're like, okay, you have to supplement. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll supplement. So I would do all supplemental feeds and she would do breastfeeding first. And then at one point I was like, well, she was so tired. Like we both were so tired. I'm like, well, I can feed him tonight. We'll skip the breastfeeding. You just sleep and I'll feed him and then we'll wake up tomorrow and we'll start over again. And then, you know, that became more comfortable for us. And then like, you know, then for us to leave, we want to go to the gym. We want to leave the baby behind. Christopher can now feed the baby formula. And so then after a while, it's like, if you don't want to breastfeed, let's just, let's call it what it is. Let's stop and let's just move on. <laughs> Linda, you don't know how grateful she is. Like, I mean, Maddie, <laughs> This situation, because breastfeeding alone pulls so many moms into postpartum depression. I know. And yeah, I'm like such an advocate for if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Because like, if you're miserable, there's, you're not benefiting your baby. (laughs) Sometimes it's women want to do it so badly that even when they, they don't produce enough milk, right? It's just such a stressor for them. And being able to just drop the burden and say, listen, it's not working out for me eat as much as I want to and allowing them. They're the only ones that have to be okay with that. I think that society does still, right? That is such a huge question all the time. While you're pregnant, postpartum, are you breastfeeding? Are you breastfeeding? And it's like, we're feeding, we're feeding. (laughs) And if you want to know, I'm also eating, you know, like, like I I feel like, you know, generationally, you know, we've had some people, family members like ask us and we're kind of like adamant about it. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to do anything for anyone else. This is your body, your experience. It was better for us. You know, she was also curious, how much is the baby getting? Should I pump? We looked into like, we borrowed a pump from a friend and she was like, oh my God, the cleaning of this thing. It's like you, you breastfeed two times, double the amount of times. I'm like this, you don't have to do this. (laughs) And actually we think now um, Arlo has like a little bit of a dairy intolerance. And I had that with one of mine and I'm like, I would never wish that upon my worst enemy, you know, like, yeah. so I was like, we would have eventually stopped anyways. Yeah. Well, if Maddie needs any support on that, even if she's not breastfeeding, I am right now dairy and soy free. Look at you. I did it too with Owen. 
I was like, after a while, I was eating just boiled chicken and like rice. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and people ask me like, what are you eating? I'm like, sunshine and air. Have you heard of photosynthesis? I am an air plant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a plant. <laughs> right? That's it. Oh, well, I love that. Before we head into our rapid fire, please tell everyone where they can listen to your book or buy your oh, book. Oh, yeah. So it's on Audible, but if you just go to Amazon, if you type in The Mom Life, Linda Fruits, you can find it everywhere. You already purchase your favorite books and or listen to them. And um, it's also on my Instagram, you know, all the good stuff. Okay. Awesome. I love it. All right. Let's roll into this rapid fire. What was something that surprised you about becoming a mother? Um, that I thought it was going to be so easy <laughs> and it was not. <laughs> I agree with that one. Yeah. I really thought I could not, um, the body bounce back. I knew that there would be support there, but I was, I'll bounce right back into everything I'm doing. All 972 things. Yeah. 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 No problem. Also, I was like, yeah, it was, it was much harder than I anticipated. <laughs> All right. Your best parenting tip or product. Um, so I started doing this thing with my, uh, kids and if when they go into a store and they really want something and I don't want to buy it for them, we say, we're going to take a picture of it and we either put it on a birthday list or a Christmas list, whatever you got to say in the moment. <laughs> so that way you don't have to buy the thing. Cause we're really working on how we don't go, when we go places, we don't always get something because it's just the snacks, the, the toys, you know, it's just, it becomes so overwhelming and we're getting five things at every stop. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I can't afford that anymore. So I'm like, please. We actually don't even have room for this stuff. Yeah. Also, you know? I'm like, okay, no, no more of that. So we take a picture of whatever we want. And my five-year-old, he's like, let's take a picture of it. I'm like, hell yeah, buddy. I know. And you want to know what's crazy about parenting is that we think that they're going to be so disappointed. And it's all about how we deliver it. And then yeah. they start these habits. My kids now, they send me calendar invitations for all of their like games. Oh, that's awesome. And so I just, I'll be in the middle of my work day and I'll get these calendar invitations. And I'm like, Oh, and that when they get home, they're like, did you see my invitation? And I'm like, I sure did. You know, <laughs> little things that we can teach them to be better little humans. Yeah. But... We do that in our house with the three adults. Like we live off our family calendar. That's the only way we survive. Yep. Well, your kids might have fun. Like, I, know, I can't wait to teach him to do that. I love that. All right, Linda, the last thing that we're going to do is our mom juice moment. So this is a moment that you may have cried about before, but you're laughing about later. <laughs> Something that is just leaning all the way into motherhood. If you like, I can go first, but we're both going to go on this one. Yeah, yeah. You can go first while I think about mine. Okay. So my mom juice moment is happening today right now. The reason why I have this really crappy lighting, if you're viewing us on video, because I am doing the typical hide in the closet maneuver, because <laughs> I have the baby crying, the nanny is here, my husband stole my office, the other two kids haven't started school yet. It's, it's an actual zoo out there. And here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, let me think about mine. I think one of the main things that happens all the time is like bedtime routine to me is like the most daunting, exhausting thing possible. And I'm already on edge because it's just like for some reason I struggle with it. I struggle with the end of the day. I'm like a morning person. I'm one of those weird people. So by the end of the day, I have like nothing left. I have no juice left. I have no energy left. I'm like not me anymore. And so I 
But, you know, to the point of that is we, for new moms out there, you don't realize how adaptable your children are. They are, they are the most flexible little beings. I mean, of course they need structure and whatnot, but. Yeah, we do too. We need structure too. So we can. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I tend to turn to like a glass of wine and loud music during those moments. And it makes bath time so much more fun. (laughs) I'm telling you, like my kids now, like his, we start playlists for him. Like he loves the same songs I do. I'm like, I love this for us. And it's just, we've kind of cultivated this from my struggles we've turned this into like a fun thing that we do now is just like mommy's drinking and we're doing bath time (laughs) yeah we put on our favorite songs and also we put like color changing those color tabs in the bathtub and we put like a light in there as well like it is a baby rave in my bathroom a toddler rave at this point (laughs) right oh i love the toddler rave well cheers to that before you head out, tell all of our listeners where they can find you. Uh, just Fruits of Motherhood or, you know, I'm the only Linda Fruits, I think, on the on the face of this planet. So if you Google that, you can find everything. <laughs> I do agree. You're very easy to find. Yeah, yeah. Just Linda Fruits. There's one. There's some girl who actually has like Linda Fruits Instagram, which I'm trying to like ask her for. She hasn't used it in like 10 years. I'm like, can I have your name? But she doesn't log in. I don't know. She like doesn't also have a password for it. <laughs> someday I'll get that. Awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest today and cheers to all of your success and this amazing journey that you're on. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And that concludes our show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. Also, follow us on Instagram at OnlyMomsPod or visit us at OnlyMomsPodcast.com to see show notes, grab a link, or grab a bottle. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Cheers.